1: is the number to call to get in touch with us today. Uh, according to Donald Trump, it's now impossible to catch him. It's impossible. That might be true. That's not necessarily the point of what's happening right now. He still doesn't seem to understand the process. <laughs> the point is not to be leading going into the convention. It's to get to a certain number, Donald. Okay. Do you understand it? Yet? And that you number got is what, thirty-five percent of the delegates? No. That number is a fixed number at one thousand two hundred and thirty seven delegates hmm. on your side. You mean the majority? No. I don't well, mean yeah, the majority. It is actually the majority. Twelve thirty seven is it actual, is actual, actual, yes. yeah, that's the number you need but, to get to. But it's not a majority of like I have a thousand and you have eight hundred. That would also be, you know, somewhat of a majority of the delegates that are handed out. It doesn't work that way, however. Did you see that, by the way, Kasich is still behind Rubio? Yep. <laughs> He's still. still behind Rubio. Go home, please. Just go home. John, please. Buy all the toll. You can go wherever you want. You just can't stay here. Yeah. That Get out. Excellently put. <laughs> I, I don't care where it's, it is. It's not like yeah. the Hotel California. You can check out where you can check out anytime you right. like, but you can never leave. No, you can leave. You can you leave. leave this race. It's we, more like closing we time want by Semi-Sonic. It It is right. more like closing. You don't have to
2: go home, but you can't stay here.
1: Right? You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> I like that song still. I still think it's solid. It's um all right so solid. I mean it's a classic. I like that band actually. They're closing a good band. time. Um so anyway, can we can we play closing time real quick? No, go we ahead. cannot. Go ahead and just play a little bit. No, play. we cannot.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh So let's go over some of this uh this stuff from last night. Um I mean, I think now Cruz has been officially eliminated from
1: being able to win 1237. Okay, so the numbers are in now, and it's mathematically mathematically impossible, impossible for anyone other than Donald Trump to get to 1237.
2: Um, you know, and that's not a surprise. As we said, I think it was yesterday, mm. he'd need to win
1: 97.8% of the delegates, which was unlikely. I thought he was going to do it. I thought there was a pretty good chance. The Pat poll did off.
2: leave a sliver of opportunity it
1: there. but it did. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, the Pat Poll thought it was about a uh, about an 80% chance he might win 97% of the uh, remaining delegates. But I guess not. I guess not. In fact, last night he won uh, a grand total of uh, no delegates from New York, right? He didn't get any. Cruz won zero.
2: Kasich won, I believe, five. Could be six. And then Trump won the rest, which was 90 or 89,
1: something like that. Yeah, 89-90. 80, we'll see. Uh, I don't think it's been determined yet. No, there's always,
2: there's some pretty close so. races, uh, you know, with a few dozen votes separating. But, I mean, the bottom line is that Trump won, uh, and won big. He uh, won big. It was a really good night for him. I'm not going to take that away. Uh, you he know, still it's has its small hands. State. So. Uh, incredibly oh, teeny Incredibly hands. small hands. Oh, my I mean, Hands that don't look human. They don't. Uh, that doesn't change when <laughs> you win a lot makes. of votes. Uh, that doesn't win how many delegates you have. You're still going to have those hands. Yeah. And um, no, that's something. You know they're a- like
1: it's like uh, it's they're like alligator arms. That's what they're sort of like. Because you know, like the alligator's got the really big body, but if he were to stand up on his hind legs, his little arms would be just this big, or a tyrannosaurus. No, Rex, I was going to say not know, quite
3: as bad as a T Rex. You ganger- know, like
1: a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really bad, but that's it's like it, like donald's hands i mean here's a good indication of that uh, look at how teeny those hands are right there <laughs> it, they're tiny and that one that no, one's not, not photoshopped adjusted. yeah not that's not photoshopped those are that's real uh it's sad it's sad no wonder he's so humiliated over it yeah no wonder i mean it's almost uh tragic is what it is but you know he's got the 89 or 90 delegates to keep him warm at night, even though he doesn't have the hand size to do that. Uh, but next up is uh, Delaware, yeah, Connecticut, we'll here. and... We uh,
2: here we go. Maryland. Uh, New York, then, uh, it was last night. Next week, it's on Tuesday, Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Um, so this is going to be the interesting test here, because obviously Trump's going to do very well in those northeastern states. Uh, the only one that's probably has some doubt attached well maryland is actually maryland is pretty good there yeah, oddly for some reason maryland and pennsylvania. and pennsylvania is the other one the other three i mean connecticut is, is a proportional state it's not gonna be that big of a deal Cruz will get some delegates there Kasich will get some delegates there.
1: rumor has it that Cruz may have already wrapped up a lot of delegates in pennsylvania somehow well like i, I just read an article today weird, yeah. where he could finish a distant third And have more delegates than either Kasich or Trump. Well, because the way that system works is it's 17 for the statewide uh,
2: election. Mm -hmm. um, And then the rest of them are all just unassigned. So really, the the entire election is for those 17. Uh, Right. So, I mean, if Cruz does a good job with the other 54, I mean, he can can have a nice night. Uh, Although Kasich's claiming that he's got a bunch of uh, delegates in, in Pennsylvania as well. We don't know what the truth is. Um, And after that comes Indiana, May 3rd, which is uh, the week after. And most people are saying the combination of Indiana and California are are going to determine whether Trump gets to 1237 or not. Um, You know, he was at uh, 12. He was at the initial estimate done by 538 was 1208. Uh, Then he started underperforming. uh, And so he was they brought it down to, I think, 1160. uh, But he overperformed in New York by about 20 delegates. So now it's more like 1180, 1190 in that region. It's going to be really close. If he gets to 1190, he's got a really good chance of winning over four dozen people, who, which he can pay literally any amount of money to be the nominee. Um, I mean, is
1: that, do I, we know for a fact that's legal?
2: We, no. We don't know that for a fact. And when I say any amount of money, it's almost literal in that they don't believe it's technically illegal to buy their votes because it's not a, it's not a normal election. However uh it may be illegal it may be against party rules they can always put those party rules in uh mm-hmm. at some point and the other part of that is it doesn't have to be money it can be perks it can be positions it can mm-hmm. be trips it can be hey i want to meet with you guys down at mar-a-lago uh for six weeks right after the vote because it's, you guys are that important you know i mean yeah. there's a million ways around it being money anyway so uh, you know the, the, whether it's technically legal to buy them or not, we don't know for sure. Um, it doesn't seem to be a specific thing that stops. It. I
1: want to meet with you guys in your new house, yeah, on the beach in Malibu, uh, where I understand you just got this place. <laughs> uh, hmm. I don't. Who, who knows what he'll do? Right? Who he'll knows do, what I he'll
2: mean, do? You have to believe Donald Trump will do anything. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, this is supposed to be what he does. Yeah. Although he's been really bad at it so far, but that might be. Part of, uh, por- uh, at least a portion of that might be just because his, ca- his campaign is so bad. I mean, Corey Lewandowski, for all, you know, whether he's, he's assaulting women or not, is still up uh, for a question uh, as he was charged, uh, but was not prosecuted in one instance. And the other ones are all off the record. The verbal assaults and stuff are all we don't know for sure. We just have witnesses who saw them. Um, mm-hmm. But we do know that he can't run a campaign. Um, mm-hmm. At least at this level. Now look, there's not a lot of people who can. That's not to say that he's the dumbest guy in the world. I mean, you know, uh, he brought a horrible candidate to an incredible height, and Trump is obviously now discarding him, um, which of course he says he doesn't do. No,
1: he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Yeah. So uh, he's, well, he, know he, he, is, he said that. He, well, Stu. he is he doing scheduling. Donald Trump doesn't discard he people. He is doing scheduling. Which is a big... Oh, right! Right. So that's so a huge, huge... It's a big part of the... That's a huge job in the Trump uh, campaign. Right. But he's, huge. him professionalizing
2: his campaign is not mm-hmm. good uh, if you no, think he's not. a terrible candidate, as I do. Yeah, right. Really uh, because, not. you know, there's been this long window of opportunity for him to lose mm-hmm. as he is just a terrible candidate and doesn't know what he's doing. And once he mm-hmm. starts putting professional people around him, if he can control himself, which is mm-hmm. difficult. He's never been able to do it before, but he, he might be able to. He's...
1: Mm-hmm. he's He's a smart he did enough. Did a pretty, guy. Good, pretty right. good job last night.
2: Like he's contr- he's at times speech. controlling controlled his liberalism throughout this campaign. Yeah. Where he will go on a week or two without saying something that's to the left of Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, he he falls back into those patterns typically. But if he has a a professional campaign that can keep him on on message a little bit, that uh, might help him. You yeah. know. And again, he's he's close it's possible. He's close enough at this point that he doesn't. He just needs to really not bomb. I mean. It, there is probably no candidate in history that would blo- to not win the nomination in the position he's in.
1: Yeah. On radio uh, earlier, uh, Glenn and I had disagreement over the Sean Hannity interview with uh, Ted Cruz. Um, I think it's kind of despicable what Hannity's doing. Um, but you'll be the judge uh, in this interview. Is he fair? Is this uh, just you know just asking questions? Just asking questions. I think here?
4: the number one question on the minds of Republicans right now is what is going on with the delegates. So you were in a process of talking to delegates, and it seems to be very extensive. Can you explain to people what's going on?
5: Sean, with all respect... Uh, That's not what people are concerned about. I'm campaigning every day. People are concerned about bringing jobs back to America. People are concerned about raising wages. People are concerned about getting the federal government off the backs of small businesses, and people are concerned about beating Hillary. And, and the media loves to obsess about process. This process and this whining from the Trump campaign is all silly. It's, it's very, very simple.
4: Senator, I'm on social media with millions of people. Shh. I have 550 radio stations, and I have the top-rated cable show at my hour all across the board. And I am Mm. telling you that Mm. people are telling me me that they find this whole process confusing. That is an important question because I think most people would like to know how this works. And I really am asking you it's more than a process question, it's an integrity of the election question. And everybody's asking me this question, everybody's so I want, I'm giving you an opportunity me. to explain it.
5: Uh, Sean, the, the only people asking this question are the hardcore Donald Trump supporters. Well, why, why, do you, fact, but, Senator, the, why do you do this every answer, single
4: so time? It, I, you. No, you've got to stop. Okay. Every time I have stop the one tape here, right here for and I ask a legitimate could. question.
1: Stop the interview. Look at how pissed off he gets there. What, what Ted has said is the only ones asking that a question of you, Sean, are hardcore Trump supporters. He's not making it about Sean. He's making it about the people Sean says are asking him this question. So why is Hannity so livid over it? Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. You've got to stop. You've got to stop. You're always telling me that I'm for Trump when you're not supposed to say that on my show because I'm really am, but <laughs> I don't want anybody to know. <laughs> like, like, people don't know it. Come on! Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know
2: why. I don't know why he was upset with Cruz, Cruz's answer there. I mean, you know, first of all,
1: he's he, he obviously because he's got himself. a lot and, invested and goes, in this. He's he's super invested in Donald Trump. That's why. I mean, I,
2: I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're, I mean, look, I I do look and seeing the stuff that Hannity's done, and he's tried to say that you know, like he's given equal time to the candidates. And I, I actually think that that's probably true. I mean, I, uh, you know, Trump. Yeah, equal it's, time, but it's, it's not time the is not the issue, right? It's like what right. you do during not the, the time. Not the issue. I, I, I will say I have not seen a testy exchange like this where he goes after Donald Trump, who is, you know, by of course the most evasive guy in the campaign by far. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not even remotely close. Now, I tell you that as a guy who thinks Ted Cruz is a much better option. I'm not telling you that I think they're equal or trying to be, uh, you know, uh, to to give mm-hmm. you the impression that I think that they're equal. I favor Cruz heavily. Um, but I mean, I, I have not heard any. I have not heard Hannity go after Trump like that. You got to no. stop this. I mean, I, I mean, maybe he has. And I watch every Sean Hannity show. Um, but I mean, he, I would say that the stuff I have seen from Hannity has been, you know, pretty fair, pretty, pretty nice to Donald Trump. And mm-hmm. and I would say, generally speaking, this 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 thing this aside, he has not been uh, anti-Ted Cruz. Uh, I think he favors the arguments Donald Trump makes. Uh, he tends to give them more of of a of a, of a, of a A hearing. I think, uh, you know, where I I think a lot of times when Donald Trump, you know, sort of making stuff up and it's obvious BS, you know, Trump or or Sean tends to uh, to help him along with those points. But that being said, Mm -hmm. he likes I think he likes Trump. I, I mean, I think he's, of course he likes Trump, you know, so I, I wouldn't expect the difference. I, I you know, mm-hmm. I think the that's not there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's Sean Hannity's an opinion guy. He's not a journalist. He should be telling us who he likes. I think that he uh, he's he, just trying to pretend that's In this particular bothers. exchange. He really goes he's, after Cruz as if yeah, Cruz has is. done something horrible, which I all know. he said is. Look, the only people bringing that up are Trump supporters, and 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 Sean says, "Well, everyone's asking me this question. Well, the people listening to you, generally speaking, at this point are Trump supporters because Trump has had the, I think, the mm-hmm. best take from the media from Sean. But that, that's okay. Trump gets to get that, you know. Fox has been, I mean." You know, Fox has been generally uh, favorable pro to Trump. Trump. I mean, he you got I, him
1: on every day, the latest, every the latest freaking day he's on. Right. And I, and I now Sean has said that
2: he's given equal time mm-hmm. and he put posted the numbers on his site. Now, of course, Cruz did announce several months earlier than Trump. So, I mean, but even if it's a slight advantage for Trump, as far as time goes, Fox News overall has given much more time to Trump. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. almost three times as much in the past month or so. Uh, but that could be because Cruz is turning down interviews. I mean Anderson Cooper has complained that Cruz has turned down uh, too many interviews with him um, so I mean trump, one of the brilliant things Donald Trump has done, and i don 't give him many compliments is he 's made himself basically eternally available to these guys, so he 's always saying yes to every interview yeah, and that's you know that 's smart on trump 's uh, uh, you know, uh, behalf because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's, and he's been able to stay away from tough questions and tough follow-ups and, you know, people taking him to task. He's been able to just talk himself out of that largely.
3: Well, us hit a nerve because, uh, you said to go to Sean nerve. Hannity's website and I definitely. went to Sean and he, that's his lead. St- I mean, of course, it equal is. time. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I saw uh, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: he, I mean, he okay. He, and uh, we've had people sitting <laughs> there. <that trail. laughs> yeah. Lame. I mean, oh, look, equal time, you know, what does that Look, mean? If, you, if we had Barack Obama and Ted Cruz on for 10 minutes each, do you think that would be fair? <laughs> no, we would be going after Barack Obama. And Ted Cruz, we'd ask questions right. that, about things that we think are important. But Cruz, it would be a much more uh, forgiving interview, probably. Um, and, you know, that's because we think we've looked at Ted Cruz's record. We don't need to ask him about every detail and ask his motivation. Or Donald yeah. Trump, I would. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, Donald Trump has done zero minutes on this network um, because he won't come on. Right. Um, But if he did come on, we'd be going after every inconsistency and picking apart his record, which is why he doesn't come on.
1: Yeah. Let's uh, take a look at the rest of uh, what he had to say here
4: face. I'm getting sick of it. I've had you on more than any other candidate on radio and TV. So if I ask you, Senator, a legitimate question to explain to the audience, why don't you just answer it? And he was answering it. His answer he is was. the peop, the, pro, the question mm-hmm. is coming from Trump supporters. There's not.
2: First of all, Cruz supporters are not going to you and saying, "Wait a minute. Well, I don't understand these
1: delegate rules." The people who are complaining about delegate rules are Trump supporters. That is a, a straight out fact. And the and the other thing is, which is also a straight up fact, is Sean Hannity knows the delegate rules. He could be announcing them to those people himself. He doesn't need Ted Cruz to do that. He could be saying, this is the process. It's always been the process. And and this is how it works. Donald Trump just doesn't know the process. I mean, it's not difficult. Hannity knows that. To play stupid like, it's so disingenuous and phony. It just drives me out of my mind. But there was more. And here it is.
5: In the last three weeks, There have been five elections in five states, Utah, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Colorado, Wyoming. We've won all five. Over 1.3 million people voted in those five states. We won all five. All of this noise and complaining and whining has come from the Trump campaign because they don't like the fact that they've lost five elections in a row. That Republicans are uniting behind our campaign, so they're screaming on drudge, and it's getting echoed. This notion of voterless election, it is nonsense. They are making it up. Over 1.3 million people voted. We won landslides in all five. Now, there is a second component beyond the elections, which is the individual delegates are elected by the people. Donald Trump's campaign does not know how to organize on the grassroots. And so when the delegates are elected, conservative activists, real conservative activists show up and they elect delegates. And we are winning Mm. those elections over and over and over again. The Donald Trump campaign doesn't know what they're doing. They don't show up. In Colorado, the Donald Trump team (laughs) was handing out flyers asking their supporters to vote for a slate of delegates. They included Cruz delegates on their slate. They just didn't even know how to type up a piece of paper without without getting it wrong. In Washington state, when Washington state elected their delegates, three days before the election, the Donald Trump campaign, in a panic, realized Washington state was getting ready to elect their delegates. They sent out an emergency email to their Washington supporters, but they screwed up and sent it to their Washington, D.C. supporters instead of their Washington state supporters. I cannot (laughs) help that the Donald Trump campaign does not seem capable of running a lemonade stand. If you lose, don't (laughs) cry about it. Go back and learn how to win an election.
1: Wow, that's good stuff. How's that, Sean? Not answer the question. You all right with that?
5: <laughs> I I, but
2: I don't know why he th- thought that Cruz did anything wrong there. I mean, I, I, he didn't. He well, didn't do anything wrong. He's just so sensitive about it yeah, he, uh, it seems he doesn't so want to be so called out on that. I mean, look, I, yeah. you know, okay, I, I mean, maybe he thinks Cruz is doing something more there. I don't know because he didn't say. Well, you know, Sean, I know you're a Trump supporter, and you're so you're asking this. That. That's not what he. I I, no. I honestly think. I don't think he was even trying to insinuate that. No, though. and he
1: explained it yeah. in the, in the, like in it the saying,
2: context of the interview. The hardcore Trump supporters are pissed off because they keep losing because their candidate I'm can't do... I'm not talking sure about you specifically. Way, but
1: boy, he took it that way.
0: Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. A little
1: sensitive? Mm, I think so. <laughs> uh, right now, our friends at My Patriot Supply have a... Uh, I mean, it's, it's a stupid good deal. It really is. Uh, two-week emergency food supply for only 50 bucks. It's incredible. Is that, is that a stupid good deal? A, I would say yes. One. Yes, I would uh, say yes.
2: But the problem is the food only lasts like 15 minutes after you get it, so you got to eat it right true. away. No, it's, it's 25 years. 25, 25 years. Just a tad longer well, than 15 minutes. Why did not minutes.
3: someone tell me this before it came to my house?
2: You uh, waited all in 15 minutes, didn't you, Jeff? Uh,
3: <laughs> I thought that
1: was the we, rule, yeah. We did tell you that, Jeffy, over and over and over and over yeah, but and over again. Yes, why we, why? we did.
2: Um, limit two per caller, that's the Jeffy rule. And mm-hmm. Jeffy, I mean... You've broken that rule many times. Many. Uh Jafino is not fool- <laughs> fooling anybody. Uh eight 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 nine three nine one four oh is the number, or order online at preparewithablaze.com. Preparewithablaze.com is the website, eight 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 nine three nine one four oh. It's two weeks of food for fifty bucks. Take advantage of it.
5: The founder of this company, ten years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's you know, he's kind of an important guy, and he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us. How do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business I think three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com.
1: Seven two seven. Beck, Pat and Stu. Uh, living closer to nature—it's apparently better for your health. Uh, this is why I do it. This is why. Thank you. I uh, I live out in the uh, in the open, in the wild, under the stars, under the sky, with no roof, because it obviously makes me the healthy person that you see before you right now.
6: Hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Pat, I don't want to one-up you, but mm-hmm. I've been doing it for like 20, 25 years now. Have you? That's just yeah. slightly yeah. longer than I have yeah. been doing it. And,
3: oh, uh, man, does it make you be oh, man. so much healthier. Yeah, look there. at you. Look One, at you.
1: I know. The picture, if you will, of health and vitality, uh, Jeff Fisher.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Stu?
1: Your your thoughts? Huh? Your thoughts? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's a study just published in the Journal of Environmental Health uh, Perspectives that that. found the people who live in greener areas with more vegetation have a lower risk of mortality. The health benefits are likely thanks to factors such as improved mental health, social engagement, and physical activity that come along with living near your green space. That's
3: why I put it in a tree. Is that why? Yeah. It doesn't say you have to live outside. It just says you have to live close to the place, right?
1: Green areas. I've I've gone a little further than I need to. Then Mm. (laughs) shoot, I misunderstood the study. Dang it! What was I thinking? Oh well. Mm. Researchers found that people living in the greenest places,
2: people who had the most vegetation within 800 feet of their homes. Uh, Jeffy, see?
3: I mean, I try to keep the vegetation, you know, right there. As Uh, close to the house as possible
2: just to be clear (laughs) pot is not what they're talking about here
1: uh growing vegetation (laughs) Stu, does peyote qualify as vegetation (laughs) no no huh how about poppy seeds does that i think poppy seeds you can grow heroin right Mm -hmm. yeah in your backyard i think so
2: specifically they found that the relationship was strongest uh for deaths related to respiratory disease cancer and kidney disease Statistical analysis, though, researchers found that participants' mental health, social engagement, level of physical
1: activity. Well, that's why we call Jeffy athletically overweight.
2: <laughs> okay, we don't call him that. He calls himself. Fat. <laughs>
1: well, that's true. Mm-hmm. We
2: call him. I mean, fat. facts are facts. <laughs> facts are facts. You know? uh, the, uh, the, and so those are um, mm-hmm. sort of, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a uh, pretty significant factors of health, but those didn't change between the suburban and urban uh, parts of the study, which is kind of surprising. You'd think maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, some of that would change. Country
1: living would would help
2: more, you know, you'd be maybe exercising more, but I guess not. I mean, at this point, people in the cities are at the gym all the time. weird.
1: Just having vegetation within 800, was it 800 feet of your house, that helps you live longer? Uh, Failed to understand that, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's odd. It's Um, the biophilia hypothesis is what it is. That's what they call well, it. Well, you've been talking about oh the biophilia for long How long have I been about the biophil- Well,
2: ever since you got that bumper sticker yeah, in your car. Yeah, probably uh, before, because wh- then, what does then it that's say? why I
1: got it. Wh- it says, uh, the biophilia hypothesis is what I live by. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. weird bumper sticker. I know, I know. You don't I see mean, do those every act- day, that's for sure. It creates good conversation when I pull up at the grocery store. <laughs> You're like, the biophilia hypothesis? How is it? Yeah. The- yeah, and then I am able to tell them about the vegetation 800 feet from their home. It's not ask me about the biophilia
2: <laughs> no. hypothesis. No, it's not. No. But people do anyway. It's no. not a multi-level marketing program. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, uh,
2: there's a new um, a new uh, lawsuit. A religious organization we, has... Fun-
1: because there's not enough. <laughs> not enough of them. So I'm glad there's a new one. Uh,
2: the religious organization filed a lawsuit against the city of San Francisco to remove an open-air urinal it calls unsanitary and an indecent from a popular park. The Christian uh, the Chinese Christian Union of San Francisco filed a civil complaint um, talking about this. Uh, the group says the urinal, which is out in the open and screened only with plants for privacy, emanates offensive odors uh, and has no oof. hand-washing facility and is offensive to manners and Wait, morals. Wait, that's
1: what that is, right there? That's a urinal. I mean, you don't. Know, no, just... Can't that be can't yeah. be it, can it? Yep. That's it. Open no. air urinal. That's yeah, but not it's it. it's not. I mean, there's you just pee on the ground. There's well, yeah, no, why not? It's not dug in or anything. There's no. That has to be the beginning, as it was it, being yeah, built that or something. Can't be right. It can't be right. I mean.
3: There's no. no, way.
1: I'm uh, sorry. Plus, if no. you're just urinating
2: outside, what are you going to wash your hands for anyway? Um, well, I mean, a lot of people, Jeffrey, just to stupid. Kind of walk, walk back a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. People like to wash their hands after the bathroom.
3: Yeah, after the bathroom. I'm talking about using the open-air urinal. You're yeah, you've still gone to the hurting. bathroom.
1: The same thing has happened. It's just outdoors now. So, um, open-air washing. In fact, set, I, I, I would hypothesize, and this isn't the <laughs> biophilia hypothesis, it's a different... <laughs> hypothesis it is. that it's even more important once you've gone to the bathroom outside than it is inside right. oh I yeah know about so that. Uh, the office says so. residents of the area actually advocated for this uh, this little urinal really?
2: um to stop people from urinating on walls bushes and sidewalks seems like a nice neighborhood
1: <laughs> That's San Francisco, though. <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean. I didn't know that. Jeffy, but, you have open-air urinals in your neighborhood, right? How do you like them? How do they work? How do they function? I keep them uh,
3: just <laughs> outside of the 800-feet vegetation, so it's almost like you know, okay. it's enclosed, but it's not yeah. enclosed. It's open air. It's fine. Right. It's all good. But when we were in San Francisco, you saw, I mean, I, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, the people we saw cl- laying oh. on the streets and the sidewalks, oh. and they claimed to have cleaned it up at the time, right for um, the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! Yeah. If, I mean, if that's cleaning it up, uh, we, we,
1: yes, there amen were, to the open air urinal. There were probably there were areas of town we walked through, and they were. This was a city block with yeah. multi-million dollar homes on it, and it smelled of urine. I mean, it was it smelled like New York in a really bad area of Manhattan. Oh,
2: I was walking it, to meet you guys at one point and legitimately walked by the second worst smell I have ever, really? ever in my life smelled. I mean, it was, you know, people, they were all there and it was bad. Like, to the point of, like, I had to, you had to breathe through your mouth. It was horrific, horrific.
1: Uh, so, I mean, open air urinal is probably a good thing. Yeah. At least if you can get them to use it. You mm-hmm. get people to use They've it. They really let San Francisco go. Seriously. I mean, it's sad because that's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful area. It is, really. I mean, there's it, a lot. It's of got great... a lot going for it, but there's some Ugh, real man, issues right now with it. I, I went for a lengthy walk one
2: morning um, when I was there because I hadn't I didn't really seen the city before. I had never spent Ever? any time in San Francisco yeah. oh, really? um, yep. before that. And so I just like, you know, I was up and I was like, well, you know, you do a, I do a lot of damage uh, to my body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through various um, substances, food, drink. But,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: yeah. uh, that weekend, so I was like, I should at least go out and like take a walk, like get a little exercise in or something. So I walked like for like, you know, a couple miles around the city, uh, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it was really nice. There's a lot of really nice areas throughout the city. There are, but there are moments where it's uh, pretty awful.
1: Yeah, there's some really bad, bad parts of town. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven. Back. More patents too coming up in a second. <laughs>
3: Pat and Stu, Welcome. Hi. I have a couple sites uh,
1: dedicated to yeah, talking yeah, about that at the moment, uh, Jeffy. Uh, oh, there's, a. I guess, the latest uh, shot of my car uh, with the bumper stickers on it. and I'm just kind of thinking maybe I should move some of them to the back windshield. Well,
2: because, Pat, here's the thing I would argue. You have so many important messages you're trying uh, to make sure people understand. Too many important
1: messages, yeah. What if you were to move like... They shouldn't like, cover one
2: another. I, no, I don't want to step on 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 your your uh, your on your messaging here, but maybe mm-hmm. move the... Maybe make the transphobic hate speech thing a little smaller. Yeah, the, the one that says there's the one
1: thing I hate... If there's one thing I hate, it's transphobic <laughs> hate speech. Make that a tad smaller and make it fit on the back windshield.
2: Yeah, like make it small in the window. All maybe right. move them around so you cover the window. Maybe mm-hmm. even cover the license plate. Oh, okay, well, um, yeah,
1: and some of the bumper stickers could cover the license plate. The, I don't care about it being you legal. break the law. Well, <laughs> that way I can speed and the cops won't know. That's right. Oh, that's that makes sense. Point. Who's speeding? Because I want right? to
2: see the other messages, and now all I can see is the transphobic hate speech one and whatever is most cur- uh, current. Yeah. Plus, of course, Jeffy is fat. Which never gets covered. Right. The other, I, the other problem I do have with it is that Jeffy is fat. I can't quite see the full border of that, and I really want to experience that thing right. entirely. Yeah. Like, I see all the words, but I,
1: I mean, that's... I do like the fact that yesterday's bumper sticker, the one that I just put up yesterday, is already on. Uh, somebody took a photo of it, and I didn't even uh, see him out there. But what about <laughs> the radiated wild boars who will take over the area surrounding <laughs> Fukushima? It's good oh, to see that's up there now. I mean, you said that so, <laughs> so many, many times. times. It's just, uh, so many times. Whenever someone just says, what
2: about the wild boar, uh, radiated wild boars, I say, who yeah. will take over the area surrounding uh-huh. Fukushima? Yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> I got <laughs> Point it. Point to Pat's truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, none of those are fake uh, bumper <coughs> stickers. You should know that. Those are all real. Uh, all unlike the cake uh, from Whole Foods uh, that we've been talking about in the news, Jordan Brown uh kind of did this i guess he's a gay pastor uh is what we've been hearing in the reports and here's his video watch
7: hello i am Hi. jordan brown i jordan uh, today is um april 14 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is approximately uh, 5 50 p.m it looks tired uh, here in um i've in like texas uh, today i went to whole foods um, and I ordered mm-hmm. a cake. Um, cake. I just want to show you this real quick. Show it to um, us real quick. I ordered a cake, and as you see, on the cake, on the cake, I no. had them write "Love wins." Wins. Right. I see that. When I got into my vehicle, not notice that. I looked mm-hmm. inside, and I saw you that they that. had wrote "Love wins" on there. F-H-E. F-H-E. Nice and clear. Mm-hmm. Also, also, it is still in a sealed box. As you see, I, I have not opened up this box yet. It is still sealed. As you see right here, mm. it is still sealed.
1: I do see it's still sealed. <laughs> and uh, it just isn't the box that they uh, sold you the cake in.
7: How could so. you ch- I
2: mean, what a... How could you look at the, what would possess you to do something like that? Because by the way, in case you don't know the full story, we talked about it on radio, but for those who didn't hear it, uh, you know, the cake, Whole Foods didn't write that on this cake. He wrote it on the cake. At least that's the accusation. And Whole Foods is so sure of this because they released video of the cake. Uh, A, it's in a different box. B, the word isn't on there. Uh, C, the label's in a different place. Here's the actual footage. Can we see this on the screen here? um you see him he there. He, is, he walking up right there he puts it down um and you see right on the top he scans the top of it which is not where the label was uh yeah because if you flip
1: that upside down the cake's going to be ruined
2: it does not right? seem to be have the leaves on the top of the box although it's a little hard to see from that angle um and there's no way he could have missed it right no no there's no way you could have missed the that word in the middle of the cake like that. Like,
1: it was written on the side of the cake? He should have written down on the side of the cake. Well, he's looking down at it right now. Yeah. He, he would have seen, and he would have gone to the manager, and he would have said, hey, look what they wrote on my cake. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this what you do to people? Oh, did and, you I, notice- and, of course, the answer is no. That's not what they do to people.
2: Actually, it looks like he, like, puts his wallet on the top of the, on the, top of the box. Oh, so yeah. he could... So, like, oh, I had the wallet on the top of the box. But, I mean, what a... I mean, that's kind of psychopathic, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Who does that? By the way, the other thing that, of course, he probably did not know was the person who actually decorated the cake is part of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. I don't know what part of that community that person is in, or if it's a man or a woman, or if they have a gender at all. I don't know. However, like, the idea that a gay person or a transgendered person would write that word in the middle of a cake, it seems a tad unlikely.
1: Yes. Yes, it does.
2: A tad. Mm -hmm. A tad. So it looks like uh, that is a big hoax. And we we did this list, and and it's worth going through again. This is from Daily Wire, uh, the times that uh, the left pushed these hoaxes uh, against the gay community. The anti-gay receipt, 2013, 22-year-old lesbian uh, waitress posted a receipt. Which did not carry a tip, but did carry a message. I'm sorry I cannot tip because I do not agree with your lifestyle. Uh,
8: which whoever it, does that. You know, uh, you know. Well,
1: we all do. I mean, every time I go, as I mentioned on radio, every time I go to a restaurant, I make sure I ask them about their lifestyle. Whoever's waiting the table, I, I talk to them extensively about their sexual preferences. Who do you prefer to have sex with? If it's a same-sex person why then I'm writing things on the receipt. And oftentimes we'll just get up and leave, and I'll write a little note to them about their lifestyle and how I don't agree with it. You do the same thing, right? I do. I will say oftentimes Uh uh, I will
2: uh, go and... um, I don't know what's happening right now.
0: Sorry, I do not appreciate this. (laughs) I'm identifying as as, uh, Matilda Mm -hmm. today. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and I don't appreciate
1: that. You don't appreciate what? You saw what? So
0: but it, what? the
2: cake thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they clearly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they clearly. They
2: clearly what?
1: Well, if it's clear, you should I be able to appreciate say it. it.
2: Okay, thank you. All right.
1: All right. That was uh, that was profound. Very nice. Very. It was profound. <laughs> Not a bad look. Not a bad
2: look. Not, Not a bad look. Bad uh, actually, <laughs> um, and I, that was, by the way, real. Not a faked cake. That was. That's a real transition he's in the middle of, and it's <laughs> it's very nice.
1: We're proud of him. We're proud of him. We're it's proud brave. of his achievements it's here. courageous. Good for
2: him. How about the, uh, uh, the same word used in the die F-A-G, hate crime attack in 2015? Rick Jones said he was assaulted uh, and someone cut the die F-A-G into his arm at the family pizzeria. Uh,
0: unfortunately, police
2: say Jones said uh, fake
1: Another thing that himself. happens a lot, man, is when they cut things into your arm. A lot of it, too. At a has, pizzeria? Yeah. How many times have people <laughs> cut things into your arm at the pizzeria? I, I mean, if I had a nickel... Boy, that's... Well,
2: it's part of, I mean, it's, you know, obviously this is a local pizzeria. I know that, you know, Pizza Hut, it's part of their, if you own a franchise, you have to cut Geistlers into people's arms when they order. <laughs> that's just part of the franchise owning process. Is that just a Texas thing or is that? No, is it's that's that... national. That's yeah, national. It's, national. it's okay. national. Good, mm-hmm. good. I think uh, they tested it in Texas <laughs> initially
1: and then liked it so much that they spread it out yeah, for the whole that's nation. That's mm-hmm. uh, University of North Dakota hoax in 2015. Uh, Hakon Griswold told police that Lambda Chi Alpha frat members beat him up, choked him, and removed his clothes while subjecting him to anti-gay slurs. As the Washington Times reported, he said, I just want those guys to learn from this. Uh, They'd go to jail, sure, but they could go to jail and then come out with the same mindset that they don't like homosexuals. Police now say Griswold made the whole thing up, and not only that, he started the fight with the frat members. Naturally, prosecutors declined to file charges. Against him for political reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Uh,
2: next up, on our, uh, the anti-gay neighborhood sign. This is one we talked about at the time. Uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. a woman named Julie Baker uh, slathered her property with mason jars spelling love and ohana. She then received a uh, letter from an anonymous neighbor. Your yard is becoming relentlessly gay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing this at the time. Mm-hmm. Relentlessly gay. Myself and others in the neighborhood ask that you tone it down. Again, tone... It down, T-I-D, all capitalized. This is how they caught her, um, because she, did, she writes the same way, which is a really weird way of writing, um, where she capitalizes words in the middle and the end of sentences. For example, this is a Christian area, and there are children. Children is capitalized in that sentence. Mm. It's also, uh, I mean, it's, it's an undoubtedly true statement, though. There are children. You can't disagree with that. Yeah,
1: and there are children. And
2: there are children. Um, uh, She she raised a bunch of money, and then uh, she was just—they found out she was hoaxing for cash. And uh, she—I think she returned the money if I if I remember. Oh, did she? Yeah, she because she got found out.
1: Then there was the anti-gay arson in twenty ten. A lesbian couple torched their home in an attempt to claim insurance cash. Uh, They spray painted the word queer on their own garage to cover up for their hoax, and they got caught as well. Uh, In fact. They accused their neighbor, Janice Millsaps, of saying, do you know what's better than one dead queer, two dead queers? That's really ugly. Really mm-hmm. ugly. Um,
2: jury found in favor of the insurance company because it was a hoax. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was another gay ar- anti-gay arson. Uh, Frank Elliott, it was a gay bar owner, set fire to his own nightclub in Chicago before doing so. He wrote anti-gay slogans all over the walls of the establishment so he could claim anti-gay targeting. He'd have to give $100,000 back, uh, which is... You you never want to have to do that. Jeffy, when you scam someone out of $100,000, you don't want to have to give it back. Well, first of
3: all, scam is such a hard word. (laughs)
2: When you assist people in
1: Mm -hmm. giving you money, Mm -hmm. you don't want to give it back. No, you don't. You don't. No, I think that's probably a truism. Uh, Then there was the anti-gay spray paint in 2012. Colorado couple uh, called the cops to report that somebody spray painted their garage with the ugly slogan, Kill the Gay. Uh, They also reported that they'd found a noose on their doorknob. The police investigated found the two lovely ladies had committed the act themselves. Great Nebraska anti-gay body carving. In 2012, a lesbian woman
2: uh, was arrested for hoaxing the police after reporting that three men in ski masks invaded her home, bound her, beat her, spray-painted her home with anti-gay slurs, and carved her body before lighting
1: her house on fire. I hate when that happens. Um, So there you go. (laughs) Right. And uh, that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Then there's an anti-gay beating um, in in Missoula, Montana, that actually did not happen. He he, uh, had big bruises on his face, but that was from a failed backflip. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and the University of North Carolina burning hoax, a uh, freshman at
2: UNC Chapel Hill, claimed a man attacked him for his sexuality, tried to brand him with a hot knife. Um, his prof- her professor, uh, his professor was Mike Adams, wrote in a message later released to the campus community, Chancellor Thorpe revealed the obvious. The Department of Public Safety has determined that the alleged or aggravated ac- assault did not occur. Uh, and uh, they will not report it as a hate crime because it didn't you know, happen and such.
1: And then, not, not listed here, but maybe the biggest of all is the Matthew Shepard situation from yeah. 1998.
2: It's a little different um, in that like he obviously didn't say it was a gay hoax himself because he right. was dead. Others, others um, did. It was a brutal so murder. That's hoaxed. true. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: just was reported as fact
2: yeah,
6: for the years. Media. The
2: media sort of hoaxed for us on years. that one, it seems like. Again, yeah. we don't know... There, there mm. may have been an element of that in the crime, but it looks like it was just as much, if not more, a drug crime. Mm-hmm. And the person who did it, one of the people who did it, was actually su- reportedly having sex with Matthew Shepard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it was not a, Weird. hey, straight people, hate gay people issue, which is what it was made out to be. It was a right. drug-fueled uh, bisexual who killed the, the, the gay guy.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, it's a terrible crime no terrible. matter what, but they really tried to sad. make it into something it really wasn't. Sad. And by the way, the, per, the person who unearthed this, and we're hopeful, maybe we can have him on, uh, is, a, is a gay author.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so a yeah. gay uh, journalist. 888 back. More Pat and Stu coming up. He's a, he's a gay author and a gay journalist. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool story. 727 Bet. Uh, just for fun, uh, Business Insider has released the ten highest-grossing animated movies of the modern era. So this wouldn't include like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, because those are, you know, those were huge. But uh, at number ten, Shrek the Third, uh, adjusted gross is four hundred eight million dollars. Uh, Shrek, I guess the first is that the uh, the yeah that's the initial one in two thousand one, four hundred eleven point four million. Which is a pretty good, pretty good take. Mm. Toy Story two four hundred sixteen million. Frozen at number seven. I would have thought it would be uh, higher on the list than that. Four. Yeah, four hundred twenty seven million. I mean, yeah. Frozen is so big with my oh. granddaughters. Oh, oh yes. my god! Uh,
2: Ainsley, my daughter Oof. who is three, uh, is a fan.
1: I Does she say. like to dress up as she Anna up as or Elsa? Elsa. Uh, Elsa uh, yeah. or sings yeah, Let It Go constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, has a Let It Go magic wand, which sings Let It Go for her constantly. Okay.
1: And that can't get irritated.
2: Oh, no, no, no. The good it thing can't. is uh, it says, Let It Go, Let It Go. Let It Go. And hold you back anymore or something mm-hmm. like that. Let mm-hmm. It Go, Let It Go. And it stops. It's like. Why would you stop it in the middle of a freaking line? <laughs> it drives me nuts. It's maybe the, not that exact point, but it's like, uh-huh. it goes, oh, no, because at one point it goes, here I stand and here I'll stay. That's, that's the line. Here I'll stand. And it just stops. <laughs> what, what the hell are you stopping it there for? And so it doesn't do here I'll stay. Right, it doesn't do here I'll stay, okay. which wow. drives me crazy. Yeah, that's, um, so that's number seven. Number right. six, Monsters, Inc. not right. From 2001, $429 million. Number five, Toy Story, Toy Story 3 at $454 million. Uh, then at number four, Aladdin at $456 million. That's a good movie. I mean, Robin Williams
1: was brilliant in that.
2: And it's adjusted for inflation, which is, I mean, obviously it was 1992, so it's uh,
1: some inflation added in there, Which, but still the fourth biggest of all time. Fighting Nemo, number three, $536 million. Then at 618, uh, Shrek 2 and the Merwin.
2: Coming in. By a mile, by number Maya. one. Huh? By a mile, the number one movie is *The yeah, Lion King*, yeah. 775 million, and that doesn't include, you know, like the play, the Broadway play right. that was the show that was out outside
0: our window of Radio City. You could yeah, see that logo forever and
2: forever. I can't even imagine how much money they made off of that
8: thing.
1: 727 Beck, Patton and Stu. Uh So you know that Donald Trump won New York last night. He but, did? Yeah, he did. What? He did. Okay. Stunning surprise. But also Hillary won uh, pretty handily, like 58-42, I believe, over Bernie. There was some speculation that maybe Bernie might win.
2: In fact, the exit polls uh, released by CNN immediately after the polls closing headed at 52-48. The exit polls wow uh, had bernie much closer and he wound up getting destroyed and now it's at the point where he would have to basically dominate every single um race to, yeah he's, and he's not he's going not to. going to he's it's, over. Going it's to. over i mean so. i think that was the final nail in the coffin there was there was the argument that you could make that if bernie sanders comes in and wins by eight over hillary clinton in new york maybe some of these superdelegates mm-hmm. start saying maybe we should think about mm-hmm. Trump's changing here maybe i'm not mm-hmm. so committed to hillary she can't win her own state like mm-hmm. there's a thought that you need a big moment like that to turn it around. And uh, it did not happen. So I would say Hillary is the nominee. I mean, the, the odds have got to be. I can look them up for you here and, and give you what they are. I would also say that they probably swung back in Trump's favor quite a bit um, from. Uh, yeah, I don't want to hear those. But I mean, also, it, why? Everyone knew he was going to mm. win New York. I know. That's true. Um, GOP nomination, uh, as it loads, predict wise, uh, says 67% for Donald Trump, 27% for Ted Cruz. 4% John Kasich. Uh, for the Democratic nomination, 96% for Hillary Clinton, which Ooh. I actually think is low. Wow. I would buy at 96% for Hillary Clinton at this point. Mm. You know, because you, you know, if you could
1: buy, it, make 4% on your money for in a couple months, I'd do that. Mm-hmm. Would you? I would. <laughs> Especially, with, have you have you seen you And you what do, do that kind at? of stuff once in a while, right? You do a little gambling. You're not above a little I,
2: gambling. Uh, I'm a fan. I yeah. actually uh, like yeah. to wager. Yeah. Uh,
1: I do. Uh, I you know, a- it's evil, right? You know that. I, I do not. But uh mm-hmm. <laughs> do it do enjoy
2: it. Do enjoy it.
1: You know you know you're being evil when you do it though, right? I mean you do know that.
2: Um no. I do no. Not.
1: You know okay. who is evil though? Jeffy. Jeffy is, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is true. And there he is. In all his oozes. What ooze did and, I do now? You know the other <laughs> thing about it, Jeffy? He's also he's fat. Athletically overweight is what he is. Thank you.
2: Tired of telling you. <laughs> um, here's uh, seriously. <laughs> uh, Bernie Sanders, of course, uh, democratic socialism mm-hmm. is his thing. And uh, is it the same thing as the, the old school socialism? Maybe it's something different, new and exciting. Maybe that's something. How about think? Think about it that is. for a minute. It is. It is.
1: M- brand spanking new. Hmm. It's really
2: exciting. You know who doesn't agree with that? It seems to be Matt Kibbe. Watch.
0: Hmm. Is socialism I'm a dictatorship. I'm trying to wrap my head around this idea of democratic socialism. I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm trying to understand the difference between the old socialism, the government controls the means of production socialism, and this new (laughs) democratic version. So, of course, I went back and went to the original doctrine, socialism as conceived of by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. They had this phrase called dictatorship of the proletariat. And in their world there was going to be power, there was going to be authoritarian control and they were fighting against the bourgeoisie, the moneyed class, the the capitalists, the people that were producing all sorts of wealth and keeping it to themselves. So what do they replace that with? A new dictatorship. Notice the word dictatorship because under any form of socialism democratic or otherwise you are going to be redistributing a lot of people's stuff from some people to other people. If it's democratic If it's a dictatorship of the proletariat, that means that 50.1% of the population is free to do whatever it wants, as long as it has a majority. Does that mean taking stuff from 49.9% of the population? Does it mean imposing your will on other people through the monopoly power of government? We have to assume that even democratic socialism is a form of dictatorship.
1: I don't even know if you're uh, assuming. Matt always uh, surprises with a new look. There,
0: yeah, Matt's got Lately. the beard.
1: He's wearing the beard. He's rocking that, uh, you know, that big beard thing going. Uh, Jeffy, so what,
2: what is that? Why you're making this statement?
3: <clears throat> what statement is that? Why don't you take a look? <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i mean yeah. beard or so, no beard yeah right come on now, Right? Yeah,
2: absolutely come on now uh that's it's an interesting point and and that one has not been covered of course enough the, the, the democracy is not the end-all be-all it's not this wonderful thing i i, I had a, an argument with a um uh supporter of trump of course on twitter a couple weeks ago and I, he said, he quoted me from the show as if he caught me saying something when I said, America is not a democracy. It's like, um, well, here, let me give you another quote from, you know, like Sam Adams and John Adams and Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. and ben James Franklin. Madison and Ben Franklin. I don't remember which ones they actually were, but it was a bunch of the founders who have pointed that out pretty specifically that that's exactly what they thought. And they thought a democracy would just kill itself. It's suicide.
1: And that's only because they only thought that, though. Because it happened in every single case. Every single democracy killed itself. Every one of them. Which is why they didn't want to be a democracy. Which is why we're not a democracy. We're a democratic republic. So, uh, uh, another guy who's really good at explaining this stuff, other than Matt Kibbe, is uh, Milton Friedman. And back in 1985, you know, we featured uh, Friedman on radio a couple of weeks ago in a a series of... um, Uh, really good defenses on capitalism and the way the free market works. Mm -hmm. Well, back in 1985, David Brooks, who is agonizing, pretends to be conservative, um, but he's not. And he's a a New York Times columnist now, sat across from economist Milton Friedman and got schooled by him uh, on why government subsidized higher education was a bad idea. Take a look.
6: I agree that I think the, the subsidies are regressive and that the wrong people are paying for it. On the other hand, I think there are some sectors of the, of the world which economics mm. economics should stay out of, and which classes. private interests should stay out of, and I think education is one. Mm-hmm. I think as soon as you start offering people economic incentives to get educated or to use the education that they get for economic means, in other words, once you put a price tag on knowledge, I think you're going to be... St-
8: what are you That's talking about? You mean to say that the graduates of colleges and universities don't use their capacities in the direction which is influenced by the incomes they can earn? Not completely, no. Oh, but neither do the people who don't go to college. Nobody is completely dominated mm-hmm. by the highest income. So right. in what respect, mm-hmm. in, what, in what way do you think that governmental financing of higher education in any way changes? Mm-hmm. The incentives to which the individuals who get the education
6: react. Well, it's hard to talk about this with, without having the possibilities before us Let me tell one possibility. I've heard is That people wouldn't in, in effect invest in me if I went to college Somebody would say he's probably going to do well, so we'll pay him to go to college and then as he makes money He'll pay us back and it's a good investment that gives First of all, they're going to judge people, not on how well they get educated, but how well they're going to do after college. So right there, I think that's a subversion of the Let's educational process. stop for processes. a moment.
8: Do okay. you think that the, uh, that the grantors of government higher education are judging the expenditure of that education by how good the education is? How do you explain the fact that the most eminent universities, disproportionately contributing to the mm-hmm. Nobel laureates or other, Mark, are the non-governmental as opposed to the governmental institutions.
6: Well, I, I mean, I think yeah, private institutions are in general better, though certainly they're very good state institutions. <laughs> that would be tough to sit across from
1: Milton Friedman and, uh, and try to argue a point that is ridiculous. I mean, he will dissect you so thoroughly yeah. and so expertly as he just did to David but, Brooks. But the thing that was great about Friedman was
2: not mm. only when you have a ridiculous argument would he destroy you, but when you have the argument that everyone believes he would destroy you. Yeah. Uh, for example, a lot of people say profit in education is bad. Um, you shouldn't have for-profit schools. A lot of people believe that. Um, and not, just, not even just leftists. A lot of conservatives, wow, well, no, you, they do, yeah. you know, and I mean No, they do, know. But I think it's just which because they haven't thought it
1: out. Which is really yeah. weird, because yeah. y- you look at uh, all those all the schools that are private that do so well. I mean, w- would you rather send your kids, if you had the money, if money is no object, would you rather send them to a for-profit school, which is a private school, or would you rather send them to public education? <laughs> Jeffy, can you answer that one? Yeah okay, he has no idea. Is he boycotting are the you, are show you, today? What's are you just are you just not participating? Is there are you? I mean, are you working your websites or what's going on today? <laughs> is a subscription error? Is a site down or something? As a matter of fact, yes. Okay, okay. there well, there, there, is, there
3: is a website issue. We won't come to you uh, again
1: then. And, no, I no, no, that's all right. Is it uh, what what should we ask? Which which site it is?
2: Well,
3: about? you know, you mentioned the. Mm-hmm.
2: The you don't want
1: to you don't yeah, want to say was, okay. no, I, I can't remember now if that was on or off the air so I don't want to come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of interesting I mean you you think about a Harvard which has I think at last I saw thirty four billion dollars in endowment money thirty four billion uh, you know th- is is so are you going to get a better education with a school like that or are you going to get a uh, a better education At a school that struggles for every penny. I I think it's
2: absolutely adorable that people think a a school with $34 billion is not a for-profit institution. Right Now, they might put it into an endowment so they can all spend it it on themselves. That's still a for-profit institution. It It absolutely is. And it's no different than the University of Phoenix, who is a for-profit institution. I mean, yes, it's a little bit different in the way it's set up. And obviously, Harvard and and other colleges have different standards. I mean, Harvard Mm -hmm. has a very high... Uh, level of excellence that they hold themselves to, and I think that's great. But, I mean, I'm sorry. When you get $34 billion in an an endowment, you are a for-profit institution. Um, And a lot of these uh, state schools operate in very similar ways. If you have a a, a state college that pays their head football coach $3 million a year so you can bring in more people and spend more money on yourself, what are you? I mean, it's like there's a difference between a charity and a non-profit. You know, a charity, you know, you're bringing in money and you're giving it to people in need. There are a lot of nonprofits that take a bunch of money in and spend it all on themselves. Mm-hmm. And they spend it all. And I don't have a problem with any of it, to be perfectly honest. If you want to, you could do a, You set it, you're, set it up however you want. But let's not act like these people are these wonderful, altruistic people who, who just don't care a word about themselves. They, you have, sure, they've got $34 billion sitting in the bank, but they're just here for you. Come
1: on. And this whole college thing about uh, whether it should be government subsidized. uh, Of course not. And it's just to protect the little darlings who now go to these schools and come out with some debt. And apparently now that's considered something that's incomprehensible. Like you can't you can't come out with a four year education that's going to help you earn more money the rest of your life and have to pay the money back that you borrowed to go there. You can't be asked to do that now? I mean, that is unbelievable to me. You ring up a bill of $100,000 and then you bitch about it the rest of your life? Well, you didn't have to take out the loan to go to a major college like no. that you can go to a community school and pay two thousand bucks for a semester
2: right if the only thing that existed was a, was harvard at sixty thousand dollars a year maybe there would be an argument here but maybe
1: like, i mean i don't even know if there's an argument
2: then you know i don't believe that there is but still at least you could make the argument yeah there are plenty of schools that are, are are low i mean community college is a whole level of colleges that's less expensive that gets you a certain amount. State college is another one. that's already We've already subsidized it. It's a mm-hmm. state college. We've already mm-hmm. done it. Uh, there's also for-profit, uh, for which you could, is, is you know the benefit of that being it's very flexible. Sometimes it, it doesn't necessarily the cheapest option, but it's much more flexible mm-hmm. uh, than some other options. Um, so there's benefits to that.
1: No one else sir, is there is. There's something called, uh, I'm, I'm talking about to get a tuition paid. There's something called uh, work. That's what it is. Work. You could work your way through school. That's what my brother did. He he worked his butt off. He had two jobs, got married at 19, worked his way through college. Uh, what a concept. Can nobody do that anymore? You can't ask somebody to work and pay their way through college. Or, how about this? Save when you know you're going to go to college. So you you get a job in high school, and you save that money, and then you use that money to go to college with. Or you work
3: yes go to college yes you run out of money okay you stop going to college you go back to work you get right. some more money you go back to college I I mean, th- my dad went through nebraska he thought he, he jokes around he thought he would never get out of there because he kept running out of money had to raise the family go get a job come back mm-hmm. take more classes come back take more classes yeah and but I these I, are
1: I, incomprehensible can concepts. can i give you stuff? the 17th option that we can discuss here <laughs> all right i uh, don't go to college Forward. Okay. There's that. There is also that. Uh, get, get a get a job. Did you go to college? What college um, did you graduate
2: from? I went to Nowhere University. Um, it's a small school. But um, yeah, uh, no. I mean, more
1: look, people are going to that school. Uh, it's we true. Went to, I mean, went to that school. You went to that yes. school. Glenn went to that school. Talk about talk to Mike Rowe about it. Is Mike Rowe a successful right. guy? Rowe went to that school. Uh, Mike
2: Rowe, who talks about this all the time, is you know there are. I can't remember. He's made these. He made these points on our show and on Wonderful World with Stew and on the radio show. We talk about how many people, how many jobs there are, millions of Mm -hmm. jobs that are available and need to be filled, Mm -hmm. um, and how many people, and how many of those jobs need to have a college education attached to them for you to get them, and the percentage is incredibly small. Um, You know, that's not to say that there aren't, there isn't a place for college, there is, but this idea that it's some moral requirement to go to college is absurd. 90% of the jobs out there. Um, uh, and I believe the number is around 90% of available jobs you do not need a college education um, to actually get. We, went to, we, we talked about this with, um, uh, there was a study that came out recently, that the, the same thing, where employers, um, particularly if you have any experience in the field at all, don't even look, don't even care. Now there are there's high publicized stories of certain employers who have just say ah, if they're not, not a college graduate, I don't uh, I don't even want to look at them. You know, um, the documentary series uh, that airs on USA called Suits, uh, it talks about a, a particular uh, law firm um, which only accepts people from Harvard, only only Harvard, no other not even another Ivy League school mm. you can get into this firm. Uh, so there are places like that, and obviously Suits represents that. Uh, but, I mean, really, mm-hmm. most places, especially if you have some, like if you go and you get a base-level job, uh, an entry-level job at, at some uh, firm in, in a particular industry, and then you go to another firm, or you get your, obviously, if, you, if you're already hired, they don't care because you're, you're already there. Uh, but if you get hired uh, by another firm, if you have experience in, in the industry already, that, that trumps all the other stuff that you you did in college anyway. They look at that. They say, "Well, I mean, he doesn't have the college education, but he's done this job. He's done it well. I know this guy uh, who he worked for gives him a great recommendation." You know, I mean, there's some people that are just base, low level, entry level people. That I don't even mean in a job. They're just entry level individuals, mm-hmm. just dirt bottom of the barrel, entry level. And I mean, like, but like the worst of the worst. You don't
3: of- have any examples of that.
2: I mean, I can think of one if you really need
1: a specific example. But, I mean, an entry-level guy like that is going to maybe not. Like, like you're it. talking bottom of the puke barrel. Yeah, like, I'm saying. Like the very bottom of it. Like a barrel that people barf in. That's what I'm right. talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And some
2: of those people, it doesn't matter how many times you go to college. And the, well, the issue here is mm-hmm. with college, it's not that it can't work out for you. It can. And many times it does. It works out for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. just like anything else, there's a cost-benefit analysis that needs to be applied to it. Mm-hmm. And so many people look at and say, "Well, I gotta go to college because I want to explore myself, and I wanna, I wanna see what direction I want to go into." A forty thousand dollar a year expense is not a good way to find your direction.
1: No, you know, find your direction before you start spending the tens of thousands. Better way to explore yourself: go stand naked in front of a mirror. I mean, Jeffy will tell you that's free. So, well, it's not Uh, for you, I beg to differ. AAA 727 back more, because
2: you have three or four sites that's just where you have cameras in the mirrors, right? Explore yourself,
1: we won't won't get into that. However, no, we
5: won't.
2: Environmental Protection Agency is investing $75,000 more into a wireless device that can monitor how long hotel guests spend in the shower. This is different mm. from the typical monitoring device in showers that Jeffy installs. <laughs> <laughs> project <laughs> oh, first reported
0: They've report been quick.
3: working on this. This, actual, this project they've been working on for a little while. For a while, yeah.
2: The yeah. Free Beacon uh, reported this uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, attempting to assist hotel guests in modifying their behavior by spending less time in the shower to reduce water consumption. Uh, hotel shower monitoring project received $75,000 in December, bringing its totals to roughly $90,000 of your money. Purpose of the project is to create a wireless device that can be installed onto hotel showers to transmit how much water a guest uses to a central data system located in the hotel. I guess maybe in hotels they don't know which individual shower is using the water. I mean, they obviously know how much water is being used because mm-hmm. they don't have to pay for it. Um, initial goal was to study to nudge hotel guests into reducing their showers. I would say 80% of the joy of being in a hotel is when they have a really good hot shower with a really high water pressure. Oh, mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not taking that away from me. Secondarily, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing that they're doing with hotels right now to try to save money, first of all, and of course throw on the addition that, oh, well, we just want to save the environment, which is largely BS from these hotels. I mean, an easiest way to save the environment from your hotel is to not build your hotel. They just don't build it. People won't take planes to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. They won't stay there. They won't uh, run up electricity bills at your hotel. Mm-hmm. They could just stay home. Um, so if you really cared about the environment, you wouldn't be in the business of building large structures on the water that people fly to. But mm-hmm. beyond that, like, they do the thing where they're like, well, hey, put your towels on the floor. And that means we'll wash them. But if you don't, we won't wash them. Um, put, take your sheets off the bed if you really want us to wash them. The new thing they've been doing, which I think is fascinating, is they put, they're putting chips in towels. Did we talk about this on the air? I don't think so. Okay. They're putting... And again, these are different than the chips Jeffy installs <laughs> in towels and other bathroom items.
3: Actually, they're based on the same premise. Okay, yes, they
2: are. But they, what they are is RFID, like tracking chips. And um, they're putting them in the towels so that the people will stop stealing their towels. Right. Because oh. so many people just shove them in their, you know... And I think a lot of people honestly do it without even thinking about it. But, you know... they. It's a big pile of clothes. They throw them in there, and they're you know, they not even thinking about it. Um, I know Jeffy has made that Absolutely. argument for years. You always
3: ask for more just because you might need them. But when they're dry, you pack them in yours. Are we on the air? We are. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: uh, but now they're doing that, so they know. And it's cut down, I guess, on theft of the towels in some hotels by 50%. Um, oh, I bet. You know, I mean, but again, it It's just chips everywhere monitoring everything mm-hmm. the whole internet of things is on its way and and now they're doing this with the shower times And you just gotta believe because it just feels like constantly the dumbest argument always wins yeah at some point sure we will is. have limited showers it can only be 78 degree water you, you, you know or you know you're gonna pay a fine and I you mean, came
3: up with the perfect plan mm-hmm. uh thank to you to my man. dismay but the idea is uh don't build it yeah you know we You look at all the land all over the country really but anywhere that they're building where they build uh, multiple living dwellings uh, where normally maybe five people would be living five mm-hmm. households would be living and you have 50 guess what
2: they use more water more power <laughs> more that's that's what happens well I mean it's you know it's any of these things it's, I mean everyone I guess has to find a place to live so you can maybe at least make the argument for that stuff but I mean it's like to, to there's no people. argument for me to go take a nice vacation in Hawaii um uh, that is environmentally friendly it's just that I like Hawaii and I want to do it because I want to do it there's no argument to uh to have um uh, these vacation spots, there's no argument for exercise. I mean, every gym in America be, should be shut down. All you're doing is extending your life and burning calories, and calories are things that take emissions to produce. I mean, it's all it's all ridiculous.
1: So I guess we're saying if you don't build it, they won't come. Yes, that's to pretty true. To hotel owners all over, the, all over the world, if you don't build it, they will not come. Okay, so there you go. That's also a whole problem right there. Uh, meanwhile, there's there were plans to screen Zoolander Two, which I'm sure is terrific. Jeffy,
3: <clears throat>
1: I have not seen
2: Zoolander Two. What? Uh, I was told that it was
1: great. Liar!
3: I was told that it was great. Is that Korea? because
2: it's not released on like home video or Netflix or something yet? Because you will see it when it's not. Jeffy, I will not say. I will say it does not go to every movie in the no, theater. No, I do not. I do. Not. But you do watch all of them once they they I get try. to your house. You try to catch them, sure. I mean, they, they, they went through all the trouble of making it. Hello, uh, Zoolander two. I, I I did not hear it was excellent. I will say I, I heard it was pretty bad. Oh, no, I, really? I can imagine it was
6: really bad. Right, no, someone did someone with first us one or no? the other morning,
3: hmm? did you see the first one? No, um, no. Someone sat with us the other morning, well, saying how good it was mm-hmm. in uh, the room we call the Oval that we broadcast the radio show from. You're, you're kidding. Glenn has seen Zoolander 2? Yeah, the, uh, Maybe not 2, but 1, wasn't he, saying, wasn't, he
2: was saying that it was good? 1 was mildly enjoyable at times, and yeah. moments. Was I it? Mean, it was, you know, a stupid comedy, but it had. A, it's funny. Yeah. It was like a, an extended Saturday Night Live sketch.
1: You uh, know, so it wasn't like... Yeah, I believe
2: that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great, but it had it's, I believe it had that. a couple funny moments. Well, Apparently not in this one.
1: They no. were going to screen it at a private college in California. It fell through after students complained the movie was too offensive. In its portrayal... Of individuals who identify with the LGBT community.
2: (laughs) Not necessarily in it, but they identify as in it.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. The students at Claremont McKenna said the film uh, mocked marginalized identities. So they instead opted to screen Deadpool during a school event instead. Now, doesn't that... Mock certain people. I I mean, I'm sure someone is mocked in Deadpool as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably much worse than Zoolander 2. Yeah, I I didn't Uh, see Zoolander 2. I did see see Deadpool, though. Um, Deadpool, good?
2: Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I did like it. I'm um, not, as you know, not a superhero guy. Yeah, I don't like superhero movies. Uh, actually, my wife really wanted to see it. Really? I don't know why. Gee, could it be because uh, like, Ryan, uh, was it Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. It was like half naked throughout most of it. <laughs> yeah. um, so probably why. <laughs> but uh, that being said, it was it, you know it was it's a very dark, sarcastic type mm-hmm. of a movie, mm-hmm. and I like those the spin on on those movies. Like I don't like the typical like Hollywood you know like action hero movie like that superhero mm-hmm. movie, but I like when they like you know. <laughs> I don't know, I like the idea that like they're more normal people and like they have you know, they're losers or they're sarcastic wise asses and like there's some of that stuff I like. Um and in that movie that's all it is. He's just a total sarcastic wise ass. It sounds um, kinda like And lots of violence.
1: Be. Very violent. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> Very violent. Yeah. Um, Tri- okay. Uh, it was good though. It was good. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents too. Was, you know, inevitable.
5: Inevitable
6: part oh, jeez. No, this
5: never like you do another bus segment. get it get it over you know what i mean about it
1: Jeffy segment. This is where Jeffy brings something to the table for the show. Unlike usual, way. really? And he's, he's fat. I mean... Athletically overweight. Uh, athletically overweight. Yeah.
4: All right. There's Jeffy.
2: That's <laughs> the uh, <laughs> new intro to the Jeffy really? segment. Yeah.
1: New intro. Awesome. Uh, and here we, he is. I got
3: to tell you, it's pretty good. Right? I want to. I want, to, good. I want to thank the network for <laughs> yeah, leaving no good. expense spared. <laughs> that's uh, right. Uh,
2: well, I will say this, uh, Jeffy. A, um, <laughs> a, a download on iTunes is, what, a $1.99, something like that? Mm-hmm. $29. Mm-hmm. Uh Going to a concert and sitting in the front row with live music is a much more expensive. So maybe you're getting mm-hmm. something a little bit uh, better mm-hmm. than a little recorded mm-hmm. thing that they can always do. You're getting the live guy <laughs> right here singing about you being athletic. Oh, really no, right you're to trying your face. to push at me now. Okay.
1: I got you. The stories now from Speaking Jeffy,
3: <laughs> who's athletically I overweight. Have, I don't have any stories. But yeah. the one thing we haven't talked about mm-hmm. on this program.
2: Mm-hmm. What is well, it? We only wait, threw it why, out wait, Hold there. on. I want to make sure ah. I understand for a second. Day two of this segment, you have no story. Well, didn't stories. tell me it was going to be an everyday thing. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, yes we, we did. You said
3: maybe we'd do it every other day, every Thursday, no, every did not once say, a week, something no, we like did you we did not that. I mean, we you you liar! Oh, say that. That's what you said. You
2: always lie. Oh my gosh, that's what you said. But so, are,
3: I'm just, I'm here. I'm throwing stories out there. I got one for you. All right, go. Don't worry about it. It's all right.
2: All right,
1: let's see. What is it?
3: All right. What we We threw it out there the other day, a little bit on Monday on the Glenn Beck radio program. We never, I think, we talked about it on this show. But uh, the band ACDC, uh, Brian Johnson, we did talk mm-hmm. about him uh, stepping down because of his hearing loss. Uh, mm-hmm. He had hopes, however, of returning to the band, which is what we're finding out now. But ACDC announced this past weekend that replacing Brian Johnson is Axl Rose.
1: Right. I, from Guns N' Roses. I thought it was permanent, though, that he had to stop singing or he'd lose his hearing. Well, he, the doctor's...
3: Told him that. He told the band that he was going to step down and try to work on it. And they were like, okay, no problem, thanks. We loved working with you, but it's been great. Uh, Axel, you're on.
1: Really? Really? Yeah, I mean, that's what Brian is saying. I mean, after 36 or 37 years the their, or whatever it's ACDC's been? ACDC's comment. to the, They kicked uh, him to the their, curb that
3: quick? Yeah, I mean, their uh, release was like, uh, we love Brian. You know, he's great. We're sorry to see him go. Hope he, you know, wish him best in the future. Good luck. Mm-hmm. God bless. Weird. So it's kind of weird. he said it was starting to affect... The reason he wanted to stop so fast is he it was starting to affect <laughs> the shows. But in talking to uh, Dana Lash, who does a show here on uh, the Blaze television network, um, she saw them when they were in Dallas not long ago and said mm-hmm. they were great. Mm. He, I mean, he still sounded great.
2: Now, is, so, has, is the uh, restraining order been lifted with data or what's the... Why I mean, were you able to talk to her directly, usually...
3: Well, I mean, her husband was here, so I was talking to him, and he would he just kind of translate. Okay. I couldn't go between.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what yeah, I know. Yeah, that's good for her safety. For her safety. I mean, it's better safe than sorry, <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> Are you familiar do? with
1: ACDC? Do you know their music? Yeah.
2: I mean, I know the yeah. the big hits, but I mean, I'm not like a fan mm-hmm. by any means. I mean, you know, the back in right. black. Well,
3: know? what's really weird is that they just had a big push for Guns N' Roses and Axl Rose coming back on tour for their big tour. So they, he's still doing that. And then he's going to I think until May June. I don't have the exact dates in front of me, but uh, then he joins A C D C for their rest of their world win tour. And then he's wow. gonna go back to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. But
1: so it's not permanent then. I don't that think he's it's permanent. Joining
3: no. A- AC/DC, so it might be Brian permanent, Johnson but he's could. making but he still Later. has the deal that he has to uh, adhere to with Guns N' Roses, at least for this tour. Huh.
1: It's it's weird. Uh, it's a weird combination. It sure Axl is. Rose a, from Guns and, it. and and not understand it. a lot of screaming. That
2: doesn't. I mean, it on it on is, but it does It seems
0: cases. like you
3: know. Even if you don't want to get a person who sounds Axel Rose like Brian sucks. or somebody that sounded like Bon Scott, you know, they, when Bon Scott died, they went out and found Brian Johnson, who was completely different
2: than than. Plus, Bond. there's a million tribute band type people that could easily do it, it, it. but sounds just Rose like is him. So if you don't, tickets, right? That's true. You know. That's I mean, Axel true. Rose is a big name, and people want to see what he's doing. And and that know. does, I guess that would,
3: that might be a thought for the rest of the world tour. Would be yeah. that people will at least pay to see Axel and AC/DC, and not just ACDC with the guy that's replacing Brian
2: Johnson. Right. Exactly. I mean, you, you take a big name like that, and stick him in there. I think that's gonna it's gonna work out better for ticket sales. Weird
1: combination, I, though. Weird. It's combination. Really, I don't think it's that weird. I mean, yeah, like, it, it it, seems weird to me.
2: The singing style like is it. relatively in the like same it. pocket oh, no? now.
1: I don't like it. You know what Journey did when Steve yeah. Perry left the band, or, you know, they discarded him, whatever the deal was. He got sick at one point when they wanted to go back on the road, and they're like, we're, we can't wait for you anymore, so we're going to get somebody else. They went to a tribute band, and they found somebody that sounded just like Steve Perry. It was that Steve something or other guy. What was his name? Anybody? <laughs> I don't remember his anyway, name. Anyway, but... I think they've now since replaced him, too, but um, but he sounded a lot like Steve Perry. So it didn't matter as much when you heard somebody else doing Steve Perry's songs in concert because it sounded pretty close to the way you knew it. When Axl Rose starts singing, Brian Johnson vocalized songs. Uh, how's that going to work? A completely different sound I would hate that. I would hate that yeah I don't know.
2: I mean I think, I think it's a, a star. <laughs> A, for those on uh, Blaze Radio, that's an actual recording of uh. Axl <laughs>
0: Rose.
3: I believe this is his actual demo tape to ACDC and yeah. Angus and Malcolm Young to get and the job. And they're
1: like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> Except I just did it better than Axl Rose did. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I was more on keys. <laughs> Supposedly, he's got one of the bigger vocal ranges, though. Yeah, no. I've actually heard he's a big, you know, yeah. he's a pretty talented guy. I mean, those, I just don't like his voice. That's my problem with it. I just do you. Do you like Guns N' Roses? I, I,
2: I you mean, a fan? I was not a fan. I would not say, but you know, there's that era. the Welcome to it uh, will be fascinating
3: to, the to hear and beer. And,
2: beer. Beer. some of that. Like Alright, you know, it I was, be never
1: fascinated
3: to hear that. him sing some ACDC songs, though. I'll no. give you that.
1: I would not be fascinated
2: by that. Eh, why not? Like, I think there's something too. Uh, and this happens a lot in concerts, where uh, uh, an established artist will just sing a song of another artist in their own concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- yeah, something that's to a that. little different, though. Taylor Swift ha- brings somebody on stage at every show, a different person, like at every concert, and she does a song. Really? Yeah, and they're all huge names, of course. Taylor Swift can do anything she wants. Like she literally- you know what? Um, uh, communism has been implemented. I think they would do it. I think I think <laughs> if she said it, maybe it would just happen. I actually. Don't Um, doubt that. She's that powerful at this point. But she'll just be like, oh, uh, I'm in New York. Jay-Z. And then Jay Z comes up and performs a song with her. Really? Like, yeah, she does a different one in every single city, and they're all wow. like national. Like it's wow. not like the local person who sings the national anthem really right. well who's 14. Uh-huh. It's like
1: they're all big name artists. I just saw her do something with uh, Def Leppard too. Uh, is that a thing? I mean, does might she have do been the same thing. I don't know. Def Leppard. But I-, I mean,
2: like, there's something to seeing that, right? Like, sure. it's kind of cool. Like, if you're at a show, you know, Boston, not in North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. because they won't go there anymore. But Is it Boston, Boston, too? Yeah, Boston, too? Yeah, they stood yeah, a anew. Uh, how, am I breaking news to you guys about Boston? Boston? Yeah, yeah that yes, possible? Yes, you are. I don't know. But they, they wrote a letter, and they're canceling all their North Carolina concerts because of the, the
1: bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I thought Boston was through oh, anyway. I didn't know up. they were touring. The worst yeah, they are. But, I mean, if they had. Look their, at that. That guy's dead. That guy's gone. <laughs> that guy's gone. That guy's gone. So it's not even really Linden. Boston. It's one guy yeah. wrote the letter to well, North well, Carolina. It's Tom Shoals. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Tom Shoals. I wouldn't go see them if the, you paid me the, money. The wow. foot
2: powder guy. Huh? The foot powder guy. Isn't Scholes like a footpatter? No, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. okay, so, is the footman. but I mean, if Boston was out there going and and Lou Graham came in for a song and and did it, you it would be interesting. That too, would be interesting, right? Yes, but like that as would, a whole that tour is another matter. You're right. You know? Right, right, I, 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 so there's some like it would be just cool. Like a good when you point. see someone who comes in and, and and because you know they love the band that you love, yeah, it's kind of cool. It is, um, and I'm sure you know. Axl uh, Queen fan. did it
1: with uh, Bad Company singer, yeah, was it Jim Rogers, um, Recently they just did a whole worldwide tour Queen and Hmm. and this guy from Bad Company so that might be the model yeah Yeah. maybe maybe that's what the the wave of the future now Triple Eight and then you get Taylor Swift uh, to just do a song with in a miniskirt, does. and then that would probably work. It would probably work too, yeah. 888 yeah. 727 Beck, more patents to come. We, we
2: tried a, a show with Jeffy in a miniskirt. Uh, it didn't work uh, as well. Wasn't it wasn't as successful. No. I don't not, know what, not the, as what, the, what the formula is. It's you might
5: think. There's something it's in that formula model. that there's a Yeah. <laughs>
1: 727 back. Uh, China apparently has a slumping construction market. And the competition for jobs is fierce. So fierce, apparently, that rival crews are just charging at each other <laughs> with bulldozers. Really? Nice. Yeah. Let's watch that. Uh, let's take a peek at that. That might be interesting.
3: Oh, I'm a fan of <laughs> it.
1: Is that really what that's about? Oh, that's amazing. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Hey, oh, hey, he
3: hey, oh, hello. <laughs> oh no, he's oh, boy.
1: Oh boy. China is, like is a, a really
3: fun video shit. game. Gangs. <laughs> Gangs. Yeah, and bulldozers. And
1: bulldozers. <laughs> wow, that's that's not good. That is. He's uh, <laughs> lifting him up. It was hilarious. That's dangerous, man. <laughs>
6: Ah. (laughs) that's awesome that
1: is awesome that is solid footage yeah Uh, that's that's really rival gangs of construction workers that's cool if it's like hey let's put on this show for Uh, youtube right
2: well that's that's possible it's possible although uh, that reminds me of like um twisted metal do you remember that game twisted metal Anyone remember that i do not oh classic a classic uh playstation remember the band no, this is not a band. This is uh, a this was, uh, uh, Twisted game. Sister. But yeah. you go around with all no. different vehicles like this and I essentially have a war with the other vehicles. That's exactly what that reminds me of. Really? Yeah. Um, how about uh, some Russian dashcams? I haven't done that in a while. Wait, what? No, we have not. I, well, mean, these, these, I mean, still no one gets no. hurt. No one gets hurt in Russian dashcams, Jeff. Ever. You should okay. know that. That's, that's the
1: only reason we can abide playing these, because okay. we know that there's never been an injury during a Russian Russian Cam right. video. And so here's a new crop. Now, keep in mind, nobody gets hurt in our mind. Everybody's perfectly fine. Blaze Radio, that was a tough one there. Nothing to see. Oh, oh, oh.
6: Head target. In front of him. See, they're fine. Yeah, okay. Wow. In the little... Oh what it was I, that? I don't
1: even understand how that happens. I don't even know. Oh, no, no, some, sir, oh. no. Let's no. stop! Oh boy. Oh, boy. I mean, everybody's done that, right? And just a little bump, but just a little love tap. Just go, go. One more just time? go. Just One go. More time? Little love tap. Oh.
2: Good song though.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh, and then he ramps into a tree. That, that was a good one. Yeah, it did a Love and Rockets playing in that. Oh, oh.
2: This is when you're supposed to break, sir. <laughs> what
1: the hell? Oh. <laughs> that looks like and the brakes are It just keeps right
3: on going. Come
2: it
8: is on. I'm oh, oh. I mean, when your brakes <laughs> fail,
2: there's nothing to do. Uh, yeah. right. That's what those two last two look like to me. Yeah. Oh
4: no, sir! No, don't
3: pull out in front of the expressway like that. It's dangerous. This guy's going way too fast. And way too look fast. Look, he's got a green
1: light. Everybody's just driving through the red light on the other side. It's amazing. freezy. but he- still, you know, even though you have a green, maybe you slow down with yes. traffic in front of you. Yeah. As you see the people going through. Oh no. Oh, he's uh, going to try to get by. I here think he's going a, a little too thing. fast. Oh, no!
3: Into the guard, the concrete abutment. It's,
2: wow, it's almost that. hard to believe he was okay after that.
1: But yeah, <laughs> he was. <laughs> almost hard to believe. Oh, no. Uh, but no, I believe no. it.
2: That one was a guy falling asleep, it looked like. Oh. That last one. Yeah. Oof. Not good. By the way, we do have uh, <clears throat> there uh, some breaking news. Do we? The most important news of the day.
1: You're going to go down this Eagles? The Philadelphia Eagles have traded to
2: the the number two pick in the NFL draft. They have given up every draft pick for the next 67 years uh, (laughs) to do this. Uh, Maybe they've
1: traded for the number two pick. Yeah, they've traded up.
2: Um, They've gone from number eight to number two. Uh, They go
1: up six places and they give up all this? Yeah,
2: listen to this. They gave up uh, number one this year, which is the number eight pick overall, and the number one next year. Uh, Number two this year.
1: I thought, I, they got rid- number, I thought they that's got a, rid of. So, so what's it wound up being six. two number two yeah, number. That's already way too much.
2: Two number yeah. ones, a number it's two, a number three, and a number four. That's a lot. A to lot. move up six. That's now they must love. Wentz and Goff, Wentz which are Wentz or Goff. Um, one of the two, right? But again, they, they won't have their choice of them. I mean, they're, they're going to have to take whoever is left. Uh, you think one of them
1: is going to go one? Rams,
2: are going to pick one for sure. Yeah, they want them. They're going to pick. I mean, they basically said we're picking one of them. So the so Eagles they don't even know, and the they Eagles have
3: got Chase Daniel already in Philly, and they've got and Sam Bradford.
2: Right? So obviously they, but they, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm shocked they don't think Bradford's the guy, but they just and signed Chase, him for and two Chase years. Chase is number
3: two forever, so. and
2: Chase Daniel. I mean, he's number two. It's like why sign both of those guys if you're going to go right. give up your whole franchise for a quarterback? It's right. a bizarre move, but I guess they really love one of these guys, or maybe both of them. And they both do look like promising prospects, but still, I'm kind of surprised.
1: Goff has Trump hands, is what I understand. Teeny-tiny little hands that barely fit on the football. Is that
2: that part of the draft report? Yeah.
1: I I just saw a thing on ESPN or someplace where Goff supposedly has these small hands. They're supposed to be. (laughs) And here's how small they are. An eighth of an inch below the reg- regulation limit, or whatever it is, an what, what eighth is of an inch. Yeah, I think you yeah. Considering on. the guy threw for five thousand yards last year, you probably okay. forgive the. And, and that's what he was saying. He's like, I, I guess they got to find something. I mean, I've I've never had a problem gripping the football. Well, yeah, you threw for thousands of yards, 5, in yards in college. In yeah. college, in a Pac-12 conference, you must be okay. Yeah, and it's like it's one thing if like look,
2: we're trying to project him into this new role he's never done before, and his hands look a little small. Like, yeah, no, big I mean deal. You know, I mean, the guy's done this job. Now, right. I mean, there is something about fumbling that becomes an issue if you can't fully grip the ball. But, but still. you know
1: who else has an issue with that is uh, Wentz from North Dakota State. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's got a little issue with that. And uh, Gruden was putting him through his paces on that, trying to get him to hang onto the ball a little bit better when he's moving around. But that kid, the kid from North Dakota State, his first name is what? Uh, do you remember? Something wins, Carson, wins. yeah, Carson Wentz, I think. He's eight foot six. Eight foot six. He's eight foot six. <laughs> he can throw two hundred and thirty eight yards. Yep. Uh, he's he looks, apparently does he got have to wind X, up or is it just no straight? No, he can do that from his knees. He throws two hundred and thirty eight <laughs> yards from his knees, and he has X ray vision. That's so they a think he they think he's going to be pretty good. <laughs> I hope he pans He does out. look. I mean, uh, you watch his footage. Is he, he's one of those he guys. good. As he, a raw he looks talent, it's like wow. I'd take him. Yeah. If, if the Packers were thinking its he's never you know, played, the end of Rogers' career. I'd—I'd I'd take the guy. Never played top-notch
2: competition, but he's fast. He's athletic. He's six-seven, I believe, and he can throw the ball. Although when they have without
1: effort against the Big years. Twelve or the Big Ten, I mean they've beaten them. Like Iowa State, they beat thirty-four fourteen when they played them. So Yeah, but it's Iowa State. That's you know, it's Iowa State. State. I mean yeah, it's not Ohio State. But
5: uh, not it's not Idaho State it's Not Missouri.
1: You know what I mean? It's not BYU. I mean they're not playing the real elite. <laughs> the, right? BYU. They're not playing BYU like what?